welcome everyone to another edition of Four Guys in a Comic. Today we're going to be talking about some video game stuff. Guys, I know you guys like video games. Well, I, yes, yes I do. Yes. So as you guys know, the NES Classic, You did any of you guys pick that up? No, God, no. Hey, I, I wanted the, it. I still have the I still have the NES sitting like the original mm-hmm. NES sitting in down here. I don't I don't need the classic. That's the same oh. with me. It's just finding some of those old games are expensive. Yeah, yeah. like Darkwing Duck. I found mm-hmm. it the other day at a store, and my son's like, "Dad, can we get it?" I said, "Probably not, but let's look because it was behind like a glass case." I was like, "I'm just curious to see what the price is on this thing." 45 bucks for Darkwing Duck on regular NES. Yep. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, what gets me is, you know, Nintendo put out the NES Classic. Yes, it's going to come out, and then, you know, people pre-ordered it, and plus, like, GameStop ended up um, over-pre-ordering. Some people weren't even able to get it. And then after yep. the orders were done, they're like, oh, no, it's limited. Uh, we're not bringing it back out anymore. And people were kind of like, uh, what? <laughs> you know? Then they turned around and did the exact same thing with the Super NES Classic. But yeah. rest well, assured... people should have learned their lesson the first time. Yeah, but guess what? They announced that they're bringing them both back out. Oh, so, well, that's good. Yeah, so people will be able to pick that up and still be able to play some of those things. But there's a lot of things Nintendo had come out this week that uh, some of it we just have to talk about. Uh, first off, you know, the Super Mario Odyssey. They put out the trailer for that. Are you guys familiar with uh, the stuff that's been going on in the news this week with it? No, I'm so far behind on oh. video games, it's not even funny. I don't think I've played a game in a year. Well, get this. Nintendo announced that Mario is no longer a plumber. Yes, he is. he's quit. He's hung up his... Uh, uh, pipe wrench and put away his plunger and has decided to give it all up. And not only did he do that, but he also put away his t-shirt. The big thing in the news right now is that the preview has Mario topless with nipples. What? what? Yes, there is a... Rusty, sen- how do you not know this? You do like that jump portal or... Jump portal. <laughs> whatever it's called. So there's nerd now loading nerd? nerd portal and jump scare. Loading. That's it. The loading. The game mm-hmm. one. Yeah, so now loading. I knew about Mario not being a plumber anymore. I actually talked about it yeah. on a recent episode of the show. Um, yeah, but they have him topless. And I'm telling you, he's bare-chested. Not, no, no chest hair at all. I mean, it looks like the guy is going out and getting waxed once a week. But he's got his di- digitalized pixelated nipples right on there. And the internet is all up in arms because of it. How can this 35-year-old character be showing nipples? <laughs> well, that is kind of an odd choice, I'm not going to lie. It, oh, now you want to talk about odd, all right? Hold on to your pants for this, because guess what? Nintendo this week pulled down Waluigi's and announced that he officially is an uncircumcised character. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Yes. The president of Nintendo is quoted for stating on September 11th that Waluigi is uncircumcised. What does that have to do with anything? (laughs) I I don't know. I have no clue. Oh, my God, dude. Nintendo's losing me hardcore right now. Taff, I'm like, can you believe that? All of this... All of that. I think you had looked at some of that stuff too, haven't you? Not. Yeah, yeah. No, I I was looking into it, and um, it's interesting to say the least. Um, 
First of all, the the whole thing about Mario and the nipples being out stuff. He's at the beach wearing a swimsuit and he's like running along a beach. Mm-hmm. Like come on, but now people are saying but in earlier sh- like look at Super Mario Sunshine, he was at the beach and he was still wearing his coveralls. Okay, well maybe he's being more progressive Mario, okay? And he wants to get some rays. He, but but he's just yeah, he's just wearing his thing. Um so now there's like all these memes like people yeah. posting up like shirtless pictures of Link where Link doesn't have nipples, mm-hmm. but Mario does. Um and then there's other people questioning, well, I think it's weird that Mario doesn't have a belly button. Yeah, I but... just thought it was weird that Mario just has no chest hair. That that's what I found weird out of all of You it. want a hairy plumber? Oh, Is that what you want? None None of the Nintendo, none of the Nintendo characters have hairy chests. Doesn't Wario have like some hair popping out? I don't think so. If he does, it's like your stereotypical like pimp. Uh, well, I don't think no. I don't think Wario has any. I don't I know. Wrong though. Wario is like my favorite. Uh, my favorite uh, Mario character. So, yeah. yeah. So the question is: Is he circumcised? <laughs> Oh yeah, the people that the things that people talk about—it's just still funny that the president of uh, Nintendo would bring that up during an interview. Yeah, he wasn't even freaking like. What's the word I'm looking for? He wasn't even uh, like questioned about it. No, he was asked about uh, Breath of the Wild for Zelda. Yeah, yeah, he's asked about fucking Zelda, and he starts talking about how Waluigi's uncircumcised. Makes no sense. What does that have to do with anything? He's losing his mind a little bit, obviously. Think he was smoking. He just a wants to talk yeah. about. Uh. He just wants to talk about a fucking sheathed penis. Like he doesn't want to. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about Zelda. I got a sheath of a sword to tell you about. Stand back. No, I don't understand fucking, it. What the shit? It's something weird. It the, the weird. Nintendo. Well, you know, the Nintendo people Super are a little weird. odd anyway. They're not as weird as like the Konami guys. But if uh, you ever played like uh, Dead or Alive or anything like that. Well, anyways, no. uh, yeah. Long okay. Anyways, ago. the physics and that is ridiculous. It's uh, chicks with really big, oversized boobs, and uh, they're bouncing everywhere, and uh, something. Yeah. Did you ever play the volleyball one? No, I've saw pictures of it in the magazines. Dead, the Dead or Alive volleyball tournament. I was when that came out. I was still uh, living with my grandparents, and I thought it'd be a little weird to ask my grandma for that video game. So. Oh, dude, we used to play it all the time. I'm sure you did. I'm- so, also, I recently discovered that uh, Marvel Omega is free uh, for available for download on Xbox One. Yep. Downloaded it, and oh my god, is that game a blast. It Basically, it's an updated version of Ultimate Alliance. What is it? Uh, Marvel, Marvel Omega. Oh, the Omega. Omega, yeah. Yeah. Have you guys I've, touched I it haven't... at all? I haven't tried it no, yet. I haven't downloaded, but I haven't started. I've been it yet. skeptical. Is it free to play? I don't want to freaking yeah. get into it and have no, it's to free. pay like twenty it's bucks free. to. No, it's free. There's microtransactions if you want extra characters, but there. Oh, not... of course there is. But Why there's only there's there only one extra thing in there, if I remember correctly. I think there's like two or three. Okay. But they're not really anyone like huge. Uh, but what's the okay? What's the fighting like? Is it like Ultimate Alliance? Yes. I love I'm, Ultimate Alliance. That, that, I'm telling you, when, as soon as I downloaded started playing it, I'm like, I'm playing an updated version of Ultimate Alliance. The first one. And it's like, oh my god. It took me back, and I was just so excited and happy. So, do you get to pick your character, like, you play with? Yeah. Who are you playing with? Yeah. 
I've been jumping around just so I can see everybody's different abilities and skills and everything. Well, but who do you I like so far? I, well, believe it or not, I think I've been playing the most with... Um, you don't even know. Oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart. You know, Tap's favorite guy, uh, Moon Knight. Oh, yes. I've been playing a lot with him today. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is kind of fun. <laughs> All right, how long did it take to download? Like, how big is the file? It's not you know, that big. It, it, was, it wasn't long. It was one of those things where I put It's it not in... like 40 gigs or something? No, 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 no. I think it's like, I think it's like 12, something like that. Something like that, yeah. All right, well, maybe I'll download it then. It'll be maybe a game that I can play with my kid. It is. It is. I play with my boys, and they have Now, class. I know that it's like a it's a multiplayer online game. I get that, but my question is, is can me and my kid both play it at the same time? Yeah. Online, or can you only have, like, one account online at a time? Well, I don't know. I hate when games do that. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the yeah, answer. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, do I have to create him an Xbox Live account? No, because I'm not gonna have two Xbox Lives accounts. That's just dumb. No, my boys. You know, I was playing it with, uh, playing it against with my son, and we created a dummy account so we can do those types of things on Xbox One. And well, that's fine. I can have yeah. a dummy account. I just don't yeah. want to have to pay for Xbox no, Live to do no, it. No, you do not. You do not. Okay. Yeah, there's a. Uh, I'm looking at the character list right now for it, and there's some cool ones on here. Tap. You could totally be. Um... Wolverine, you could be Gambit, you could be your favorite person, Squirrel dumb. Girl. Shut uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> you could even be a Jean Grey or a Iceman, which is cool. That has a lot of the X-Men characters on here and stuff. And it mm. says uh, Daredevil is free on Xbox One tap. Yes. So it looks like you're in luck. That's right, he was as a free uh, DLC. I think the most unique character I've seen on here, two I guess, is uh, they have Angela on here and they have Blade. Ooh, Blade's dope. Yeah, Blade is dope. Uh, they got magic. That's a surprise to see. Scarlet Witch. I guess that's OP. But yeah, the I would say definitely Angela and uh, Blade are two unique ones, followed up by uh, magic. And then all the other ones are basic. You know, your basic characters. Uh, Doctor Strange, Deadpool, Hulk, uh, Iron Fist. Basically anyone that's in a movie nowadays mm -hmm. or TV show. But uh, yeah, it's all stats and everything else. It's pretty cool. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to try. But something else that's free, but it ends tonight. I know maybe some of the fans got a chance to play it or whatever, was uh, Dead by Daylight. And I've been, uh, I played a lot of it on, what was it, Thursday? No, Friday. Yeah, Thursday. I didn't get a chance to play it on Friday, and I was gone this past week for my bachelor party. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's really fun. I don't know. You haven't downloaded it, did you, Tap? No, I dude, I haven't played a video game in like a year. Now, last time we played games, we were wrestling each other. Yeah, that was like like if I do play a game, it's you know like a Lego game with my kid or something like that. Like I personally have not played my own game, and I don't know how long. Mm -hmm. I know I hear you because with the Xbox One, today was the first time I picked up and actually played a game on my controller. And I think a year and a half, and I was like, "Oh my oh, wow. god, wow, this is so cool!" But uh, yeah. but I had to throw this out with uh, Heroes Omega. Um, you have up until the twenty seventh to be able to download Venom. And Ven that's when they get rid of Venom. You can't download it. Wait, anymore. is Venom free? I don't know if it's free or not. I all I know is that it's available until the twenty seventh. Oh, I'll have I gotta to check get on my there. My kid, my kid would like that game. I'll yeah. have to get a worst case scenario for him. 
quit slacking, Tap. Too bad they don't have someone like uh, Omega Red or something on there, though. Someone, like, really weird. I don't like the way Punisher looks on the game. I'll tell you that right now. He looks odd. So does Luke Cage. And they don't have regular Wolverine. They have Old Man Logan Wolverine. Mm. But they do have Black Suit sure Spider-Man. You, you can probably buy different skins and stuff, though. Yes, there was... I know when I was looking at uh, Captain America, he had probably like six different skins for him now okay did you guys ever play the, what was the dc online universe game i'm trying to remember there was another one that came out it was just dc universe or something yeah. like that wasn't it yeah. okay did anybody try to play that one because i feel like is this one like that one? Ooh, i'm actually watching a gameplay video of it right now on youtube it actually looks really good good yeah i remember seeing the pictures and stuff on that and it's like wow, that oh and tight. the captain america cutscene is like the old school cap that i love from like the 70s he's got like the pirate boots and shit oh i love it mm-hmm. all right so i'm watching him run around and you're right this is a lot like marvel alliance yeah ultimate alliance it is it's just like and i love that game it's probably one of my fa- favorite uh xbox games that they had Oh, yeah, I love Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. I used to play the heck out of that game. So it's one of those things, too. It's like with the Venom, it's like, are they going to bring that back or not? Because if you remember with Ultimate Alliance, you could only get uh, a few of those characters for a short time. Then they discontinued it, and you couldn't get any more until the years later Unless when the Gold Edition. The gold edition. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the Gold Edition is still actually pretty pricey to this day after yep. all these years. Yep, that it is. It has become a bit of a collector's item. Yeah. Oh, dude, this looks pretty sick. I'm watching this guy. He's playing as Daredevil, and he's whooping the crap at a rhino. So do you <laughs> interact with like other players online and stuff? That I haven't figured out yet because... Oh, gotcha. Man, my, my so kids... you're just sort of doing story mode? Yeah, my kids kind of took it over from me after a while. Dad, I'm all about that. story mode. I don't. I don't have yeah. time to interact with people. I don't need new friends. I'm okay. Like I'm perfectly fine with just playing a story mode solo. Mm-hmm. That's Dude, asking. that's pretty. All right, you yeah. sold me. I gotta go download this. Well, it looks like uh, if we figure out how to do online, I know what we're all gonna be playing. Mm-hmm. I bet we can get Mike on too, dude. That'd oh, be yeah. pretty sick. All right. I call Cap. <laughs> I'm gonna download it as we speak. As we speak right now, I will be downloading. Sweet. Who do you think you're gonna be playing as, Tap? Or who? If, if you, just from face option, value, it will be Moon Knight. Yeah. Moon Knight. Uh oh. So you're gonna be Cap, and he's gonna be Moon Knight. Oh, you'll be Venom. Gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> we already we already know the answer to that one. <laughs> I would probably be Venom. That's pretty true. And, if they had a male Captain Marvel, I would be male Captain Marvel. Yeah. But well, they have a woman in Captain Marvel. And let's, we'll, we'll just throw it out there for Mike. He'll most likely end up being Nova. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty true. I can see that. Yeah. God, I have so much stuff I was needing to get done tonight. Now I don't know if I'm going to get it done. <laughs> Not when Omega's calling. <laughs> no, see, that's the problem. That's why I don't get to play games, man. There's so much going on. Okay, like between, you know, family and regular work, right? You Fair enough. Everybody's got that. But then, uh, you know, we want to read comics. I'm having a hard time finding time to read comics this, like, last week. Then, you know, my side gig that I just started doing, that takes time. And then, like, well, I also want to, like, play video games and then the podcast. Like, it's just, 
fuck, man, I don't have enough time in the world to do everything I want to do. It's like, I need to, like, not sleep. If I could just be a robot and not sleep, I could get everything done that I want to do. What's that? Um, There's an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote about that in there from uh, Pumping Iron, I think, where he's sitting there and he's like, well, you don't have more time in the day. And it's like, how many hours do you sleep a night? He's like, eight hours. I sleep only six hours. That's two more extra hours for working out. Here's the, well, that is true, but here's the thing. I only sleep four to six. And that's not, that's not by choice. That's because that's what, you know, because, and it's not all consecutive either because I have an eight month old that still likes to wake up in the middle of the night. So depending on, am I on duty that night or is my wife on duty that night? Depends on whether or not I actually get to sleep consecutively those hours or is it broken up Mm -hmm. um it's rough man i mean i'm sure if i really 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 tried i could easily find time but it's difficult you know i mean we we're all super busy and we got stuff going on it's just it's hard yeah it is sometimes you just wish you can twilight zone it all and just put everything on pause oh dude that'd be dope (laughs) it would be i'd like I can read. <laughs> like right now, like tonight, I'm like thinking, okay, maybe I'll go to bed like around 1230. Then I can, that gives me time to like get my voice, voiceover work done and maybe read a few issues of the Punisher Omnibus that I've been wanting to read for a while. And then, okay, that, like that sounds fair. And then when I go to bed, then I'll, I'll try to read Darth Vader on my iPad for a half hour. Okay. And then. But now I'm like, well, fuck, now i got to figure out Omega in here as well. And, like, dude, there's just not enough time in the world. Now I'm like, now I'm not going to go to bed till 2.30 because I want two hours to play Omega. <laughs> That's after finishes downloading. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to actually find it right now in the market as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm seriously downloading this game. Yeah, it's a blast. It's a- so, do what I, and it's like... Can't wait to be able to have a day where the kids aren't at home, so I can play it on my own. <laughs> That's sad to right. say. Oh, I know, I know. Hopefully, one of these uh, coming up uh, weekends or something, uh, the kids will uh, get taken out by mom, and uh, dad will be able to sit at home and enjoy himself for a little bit, right? Well, uh, I can't remember not... the last time that ever happened. Oh, well, yeah, sad not day. not to that extreme. However. I did find out that October like sixth that weekend, um, my mother-in-law is taking the two older kids for the weekend. Ooh. So it'll be me, my wife, and the baby. And my wife works all weekend, um, like thirteen-hour days. So it's basically just gonna be me and the baby all weekend. You'd be like, little one, this is how Omega is played. <laughs> Right. Yeah, well, luckily he still naps for two to three yeah. hours in the afternoon. That's cool. Um, but usually when he does, like I try to nap too because he had me up the night before. So I'm, I'm like, well, now I need to nap. But now I'm like, well, do I nap or do I play Omega? <laughs> yep. Decisions, decisions. Yeah, my philosophy is I'll get plenty of rest when I'm dead. Hmm. That's true. Yep. Anyways, I think it's probably time we uh, go ahead and give somebody a call. What do you guys think? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Yeah, all right. Let's have an interview, guys. Michael, we all met um, 
the person we're about to talk to at uh, NovaCon this past year. With <laughs> us today, uh, Mr. Jim O'Reilly. Jim, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? Doing Fantastic. wonderful. Yeah. So for people that may not uh, know who you are or didn't go to Dawson, um, why don't you give us a little rundown of you know what you've worked on and uh, what your role is in the comic industry? Years, I started breaking back into uh, attempting to do comics, uh, comic-related things. And um, so I've been to a lot of shows, um, recently picked up by Upper Deck and Tops Trading Cards to do different series uh, for Tops, I, or for Upper Deck rather than Upper End Product. Um, and for Tops, I've done a lot. Oh, my God. I've done Walking Dead Season 7, which ha- hasn't come out yet. Uh, it stores last Friday for Force Friday. Um, I'm working the, the first series of those cards. And I'm doing Walking Dead Evolution um, and then Upper Deck. Tour. So wow. I'm expecting Thor cards for Ragnarok. Nice. So, a couple of pinups here or there. Um, I did a color to pin up for uh, Image Comics spread for my buddy Ryan Brown, who did. Um, he does not on God's hates astronauts as a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Brown. Uh, he does this this uh, zombie pets thing. It's really cool, and he did a pin up for Justin Jordan's forum. Uh, some small work, some work with um, uh, inker Mark McKenna. Just for, uh, I think it was twelve pages I did. I penciled for him. He inked them. Uh, for his anthology, Mark uh, is a longtime uh, comic book inker. He's done. He's got like over seven thousand pages between Dark Horse, DC, um, Marvel. Uh, he did. He inked actually the Star Wars. He's done Spider Man. He's done pretty much anything inked in uh, Marvel. Um, so now he's doing something, and uh, he had an anthology, like a horror anthology, kind of a throwback to the old like creepy type magazines. Um, so he asked me to do twelve pages, and I finished that up. Independent work. Um, some work with a company, Pilot Studios, uh, out in California. Um, gentleman by the name of Ben Ferrari, who worked with Rob Liefeld when it was Extreme Studios at one point in time, uh, when that existed. Um, all independent stuff, but uh, the bigger thing is, has been the the uh, upper decks and tops trading cards. That's that's a incredible industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a cool. sad industry. No. Yeah, that blows me away every time I hear about it because it just seems so massive. Um, in the properties, you know, that's, that's like the upside. Um, the pay is not great, uh, because you can't do it because contract, but, um, you know, if you ask any sketch card artists, we're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> they do send us a certain amount of artist groups back for each series that we sell. So it kind of cop likes your work, uh, which knock on my drawing board I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm not really worried. That's probably the only one I'm still doing them at this point. Because uh, my AP will pretty much, uh, um, but it's fun to work on the properties. That's really the main thing, you know. Getting to work on Star Wars, that's awesome. Uh, see other series I did for uh, Tops as well. Just finished those up, and you know, on a reasonable number of cards. I'm a ginormic idiot, and I, you know, say, okay, yeah, I can do 100. Now I have like four sets at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> nuts, nuts. So. Um, like when you were younger and stuff, left them when you were younger at all, maybe in the 90s or I anything? I did for a little while, nothing major, um, just when they were popular, like kind of in the 90-ish era, I believe. Um, I had like a couple of sets. Actually, I, I was funny because I was thumbing noteworthy or anything like that. But yeah, I, I collected for a little bit. Um, comic books, I collected when I was younger, mostly X-Men stuff. Then I got kind of got out of it in the 90s when I was trying to break into the business, and I, it was like... 
I remember going to a New York Comic Con and trying to get online with a portfolio, and the line was like from one end of the show to the other end of the show. It was just like, there's no way I'm, you know, I'm going to make it into this business with the amazing line. Um, so, you know, I built the family, got out of it, built the family, worked, worked, and now I'm in a position where I can do it full time. So I'm kind of old and late in life. So if you hear my back squeak, wait, no, that's my chair. Um, you know, <laughs> that's my back squeaking. So I'm late in life getting back into it, but it's, it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy the shows. Those are great. Um, do a lot of shows. But, um, yeah, I did collect cards for, go, go, no question, uh, for a little bit, but then I kind of gave it up. Um, and I, I guess I, I saw, I got back me back, me back into it was I saw somebody posted that they were doing it. So I said, hey, let, let me try that. And I sent off, um, a couple of images to, uh, tops on their Facebook page and they immediately got back to me and sent me, um, my contact person at the company. And then he just immediately sent me, uh, you know, uh, an invite to the sets. So, so, um, you know, you said that you enjoyed X-Men and stuff. Have you ever gotten to do like a full blown X-Men card set yet? Um, no, it's funny with the Marvel premiere set. Um, I got to do some X-Men, like my, my favorite character was Wolverine. So of course that was like the first card I drew. <laughs> I was like, okay, Wolverine, I could, I could draw him. Um, so I got to draw some of the X-Men, although my, my secondary, my, I want to say my secondary, but it's like a toss up between Wolverine and Nightcrawler. Cause I really like Nightcrawler too. Um, I couldn't draw Nightcrawler <laughs> because, uh, you know, the contract has restrictions. Uh, you know, you can't draw this character. You can't for certain reasons. And, uh, you know, whether it's licensing or whatever through the movies. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer. But I did get to draw uh, a couple of the X-Men, a couple of the ones like Emma Frost and stuff like that. So cool. Not a full-blown X-Men series. So I'm sure with Thor, if they, they allow us to uh, to do our, our – they give us a couple of cards that you can like – some of the cards have the characters you have to draw on them. Um, and then some of you, like your APs, you can choose. So, of course, I'll always – be like X-Men, 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 Venom, X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> now, your art, for those that are unfamiliar with you, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, when we when we met you at NovaCon, <laughs> and uh, you weren't even at your booth at the time, I just saw your business card, and it had your uh, captain that you did on yeah. it. And uh, I thought it was epic, and I was like, I'm going to put this in my cell phone to like, have it as like a picture of my phone, <laughs> and it's still there to this day. I haven't removed oh, that's it. that's cool, thank you. Um, and actually, I have... Uh, right behind me here, I have your Venom Spider-Man um, <laughs> behind me up in my man cave as well. So, um, yeah, no, your your art is so is uh, absolutely phenomenal, and your Nightcrawler. Whenever I tell anybody um, about your work or anything, I always try to pull up your banner that you did with Nightcrawler ripping off Mega Man's arm. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, this is that. Like, it's incredible. It's a so, true story. Thank yeah. you. Okay. So he was telling me about it all today. Yeah, so that or like that Slimer's Ghostbuster cover you did. Oh, that thing! Oh my goodness, that's an oldie. <laughs> that thing that's is oldie. epic. So yeah, like your art is really, really, really phenomenal. And you know, we're friends on Facebook. And the one thing too that I really admire about you is that you are very humble um, and everything like you, you're constantly posting like things that you're like absolutely in shock about when you find like your sketch cards being sold on eBay for like a hundred plus yeah, dollars. I, you're like, I can't believe like people are buying really, these for this much. Like, I, I really can't. That's, that's like, 
I don't know. I I guess there's a there's a market for everything, but um, you know, and you're great if somebody wants to pay that much, but come on, really? <laughs> it's a two and a half by you know, how much detail can I throw at the two and a half by three and a half inches? Um, you know, if it were like a big, huge piece and yeah, okay. But yeah, no, it, I don't think it's worth that much. <laughs> but, you know, it sets the market so great. You know, hey, that's fantastic. Um, but for me, it's like the, those guys are throwing it up there. They're trying to, first of all, that set is a, an expensive set. And I don't know if you guys know anything about the Marvel Premier set, but um it's like $289 a box and you get five oh, cards wow. oh, and then a big, you get a big on top of the, of the, the pack. You get a, like either a, a five by seven card or a triple panel card, or a triple panel card. It's kind of like the big bonus thing. And each card is special. You know, like it's like each, every card in there is would be called a hit card. So I understand people wanting to pay that much, but I'm sure some of, some of the people who find myself are like, I got to recoup, <laughs> you know, got to recoup me. This amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, so let me sell this one card that'll cover my cost. Um, you know, kudos if they if they get it. But um, to me, uh, thank you for for saying that because I I do want to stay humble. I never want my head to get swollen. Not that I think my wife would ever let that really happen. She'd like <laughs> slap me in the back of the head and knock me back down a couple of pegs. But um, I think it's important because if if you're not, you you'll stop learning. And to me, like. Staying humble keeps me learning, keeps me wanting to get better as an artist. Um, you know, and really, my my stuff is really craptastic. <laughs> it's horrible. I look back yeah. at some of my stuff, like even I drew yesterday. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? No, what's wrong with like that? even I, that, I, even that, uh, that spawn commission that you were working yeah. on while we were at uh, Novacon. Was it Angela spawn? Yeah, yeah. That was spawn and Angela. Yeah, that was incredible. But you know what? I I don't know. Maybe it's just like artists see the like the the stuff that they don't like about their work more right. easily than other people. Like it, you know, I'd be like, oh, that's really great because you know they're not able to do that or for whatever reason. But I think artists, at least I do, I look at my stuff and I'm like. Even that piece, when I was done with it, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. I put this in this guy's book, and what the hell is that? And this, this leg is so wonky. And, it's, and you're not thinking about it as much. It's weird. You are thinking about it, but you're not really thinking about it. It's like in front of you. And, or you walk away, you come back. Um, you're like, oh, my God, that's just, ugh. But thank you. That that piece, a, a lot of people like that piece. But, again, I see, like, the flaws in it, like what's wrong with it for me. And I, I just I have to be honest, you know, I think like, oh, thank you. You know, it was a great piece. You know, yeah. I charge you 500 for that piece <laughs> or whatever. And then I'm, I'm not happy. Like, I like if the person who gets it is really, truly happy with it, then I'm happy. You know, that they've paid for, they've gotten value out of it. And uh, that's the most important thing. And even with the sketch cards, you know, if the guy, if somebody bought it for that amount of money and they're happy and they're going to keep it great you know what i mean they're not gonna like reflip it or put it on ebay and try to make a fast buck then i'm happy i'm more happy with that you know, so. yeah yeah the humble no, it, thing i think is really important yeah no it is it definitely is and like i said you know from the outside looking in your art is is phenomenal like you know, we watched it and draw like on because mike michael had like the little uh thing that we're having everybody you know that's been on the show or going to be on the show etc 
And so he had you sign, and you did like this little like five minute sketch of Nightcrawler, you know, doing his band oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. And yeah. it was incredible. They're drawing Nightcrawler for five minutes. It was just incredible. It looked awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, like I said, I, I just like to give value. I think it's important to give value, even like simple things, um, especially like young kids. Like when young kids come up and the la- my dog and cat are going to fight in the background. I hope you guys don't mind. That's I don't fine. Hear that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to let him go at it. Um, <laughs> but they're playing. They're not going to hurt you. Um, but like, even when like small kids come up to the table and they might have like a book and, you know, I know they're not, they're like, can you just draw a quick sketch in there? I'll, I'll take the extra time and put something like that. They can go, Oh wow. That's really nice. Cause I think it's important to give value to people. Um, and unfortunately that that's the upside. The downside is I'm, I'm a slow artist. I am like really, really slow. Um, I have commission. I still have commissions from that show that I'm, I'm cranking out, um, no, or maybe I finished all the ones from the show, but um, but I'm really so so like when I take stuff back to my studio, I like to take my time on it. Um, so the upside is, yeah, I love to give great value. The downside is everybody ends up waiting forever for me. But I do get this stuff out to people. I think um, that's very important. You don't, I don't, I would never take a commission and not deliver something. Um, so, but thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, I enjoy doing stuff like that. It's fun. So, um, you know. Tap obviously has talked about all these great things. And I mean, from what I've seen, you're a great artist. Like, he's got that right. But do you ever feel like, um, is there ever something within art that you find yourself uh, struggling with? Do you have a hard time doing anything? Or do you have a, something right now that you're trying to hurdle over that you think would make you a better artist? Yeah, uh, style. Um, I, you know, I don't think I've quite got my own style, per se. Um, other people have said I do, and yeah, that's great. But I don't feel it. So uh, it's funny. I was working on a cable piece. Um, uh, it was a commission piece, and it was kind of like a half-hearted play on on another artist's commission. That and we're friends. Uh, actually, that Ryan Brown guy. He did a commission on cable for someone, and the same person had already commissioned me from my studio to do a cable piece. So we were joking around. I said, "Well, why don't I do the exact same cable that he did, except..." You know, the exact same pose, except I'll flip the pose. So he's facing to the right, I'll face him to the left. And it'll be a kind of a funny thing. And because poor Ryan, he gets a lot of people that come up to him thinking that he's the other Ryan Brown that created uh, God's <laughs> astronaut. He's like, no, I'm not that Ryan Brown. <laughs> I was going to actually caption it. I'm not that guy. I'm not that <laughs> Ryan Brown. Um, but we didn't do it. We, I did the piece, but we didn't have the letter in it. Anyway, um, going back to your original question. Yeah, I was really frustrated because um, I find realism, drawing realism, very easy for me. Like, if I were to do a portrait, it, to me, it's just like second nature. I have no qualms, no worries. I don't get stressed. It's It comes just natural. That's the naturalist thing for me. So Ryan has a more cartoony style, more like a Joe Mad type style. Um, and I find that very, very frustrating. And one of the things I realized was that I felt like I didn't have a strong enough grasp of the the rules of anatomy um, to bend the rules enough to create a unique style, if that makes sense. And I, I know it might not make sense, like if you if you don't draw um, on a regular basis or anything like that. 
but there are certain rules to anatomy that you have. You know that the level of your, you know, your eye, your ears is equal to the level of your eyebrows. You know, the lower end is equal to the bottom level of your nose. And it's just proportional rules and things like that. How muscles lay, how they look, uh, different angles. And you have to have a strong foundation with those before you can warp them and change them and make your own style. Otherwise, what you produce ends up looking really out of shape and wonky and strange. So if you look at like Joe Mad, the anatomy is there, but he just warps and bends the rules. So you can see that and that's great. But when you try to duplicate that or try to do that without knowing the rules, you get what I had, which was a night full of frustration. So I must have drawn that piece literally, and I could probably pull it out and show you five or six times wasting 11 and a half by 17 paper <laughs> just going through getting aggravated with this piece um so what that taught me was well damn, i need to really look at anatomy and really start studying anatomy and taking the time out to really know the rules better um you know yeah i can fudge it and yeah it can look nice but if i want to have my own style and that, that's really what i want uh to what really any artist i think comic book artist wants I really need to know those rules. So that was, yeah, a challenge, and that was really frustrating. So what I did was the next night I downloaded a craptastic load of anatomy shots, uh, found a bunch of stuff. I work digitally, which is great. So I just put them in there and just started picking, taking an hour every day now. I sit down, I'm just, like, tracing muscles and tr trying to understand the, how the muscles are folding and what's happening with one muscle when another muscle contracts. Um, until I get it into my muscle memory. Um, God, these guys are going at it tonight. And until that really happens, um, I don't think I'll really have my own style. I don't know if that makes sense at all to, to you guys, but I hope it yeah. does. And I hope that answers your question. You know, going with your portfolio, yeah. was that the era of mm -hmm. comics that got you excited about drawing and trying to get into Marvel or DC? Or, you know, <laughs> yes and no. Because, uh, like, in high school... Uh, I remember doing a lot of like comic book stuff, uh, drawing, you know, the Wolverine for issue limited series and, you know, drawing the covers from that and stuff. Um, I was always able to draw, um, just always had that ability. Um, and that's not like inflating the ego. It's just the reality is I've always just been able to do it. I yeah. never had to really like take classes or anything like that. Um, so I've never really struggled with like looking at something and being able to, to draw it. Um, so no, it, that wasn't the earliest. Um, like I said, in, in school, I did a lot of, like, I would, my notebooks would be covered with like superheroes and stuff, Conan and stuff like that, you know, but I wasn't really collecting comics or understanding comics or peach development and, you know, how to tell a story through words and stuff like that. I wasn't really looking at it that, that way. It's just fun at that time. You know, this is cool. Look at this guy. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the nineties was when I tried to, you know, it was the image split and, you know, the Jim Lee and all those guys, you know, broke away and started image comics and like, Oh, if these guys do it, surely I can. Yeah. Huh. No, not so much. <laughs> yeah. If Rob Liefeld can get paid for his drawings, anyone can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't. All right. I can't. <laughs> I, I can't, um, I can't. Let's talk about Rob. <laughs> uh, yeah. I met him at a comic con. I met him at New York pre-show and the guy was nice. The guy, I, he took the time to talk to me, uh, talk to, uh, actually Ryan was with me. 
Uh, he took the time to talk to us. Uh, it was pre-show. And I know he goes to shows and he hides cards and stuff like that before the show starts uh, at New York. Like, he hides little sketchbooks and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I met him. I had good interaction. And I people give him a bad rap, you know, because of his art. And um, some of his art is not my taste. I even told him told him that and actually in a message we messaged back and forth one time um i said look your art's not for me but you know i, I wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily bash him um you know and just would say hey if i don't want feet i look at life <laughs> i don't want to beat the guy up he honestly he was a good guy yeah. he, was, he was you know nice to me and i know people who've had interactions with him that weren't so good um and weren't so nice uh, a local comic shop owner told me a story and i won't go into any of the details but um, but yeah, you know, I actually drew some life outside. Like I would copy the big balloon arms, you know, and pouches. Like, in my old, old, old artwork, you know, I got big, lots of pouches. Uh, <laughs> I actually did like a couple sample pages that look like Liefeld. Um, so I, I can't, I can't beat them up too much because <laughs> <laughs> if you saw some earlier work, <laughs> you would have been like, who are you trying to be? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, and and that's all I'll say about Rob. <laughs> yeah, we, we just like to poke at him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, he seems to to know what's coming. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I saw a couple of talks, and he's like, "Well, I'm just kind of used to it now." And yeah, I got thick skin, but but well, people are that. hiring him. He's making money. He created Deadpool. It worked. It's a you know, it's a movie. I can't fault the success because obviously, he's he's been successful with it um and i think there's a niche for everything you know if you hit at the right time at the right moment um i think the market in the market's you know open to it you know i i at, um there's an artist that i really like jason brubaker and his style is completely not traditional comic book style um and he does his own work and he's very successful at it um, but it's not something that I think the average comic book reader would look at and go, ooh, this is superhero kind of thing. It's, you know, a story that's not related, but it's it works. You know, so I think everybody has their own perspective on art and stuff. So. Enough on Rob. <laughs> you can edit all that out later. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of artists, yeah, speaking of artists, um, you know, and then I guess just work in general. Uh, I think you mentioned earlier a few, uh, you know, people that you looked up to. But did you have one main inspiration that was like, OK, this is the reason why I want to draw? Um, yeah, there's I'd say Jim Lee. I love his stuff. Love his pencil work. Uh, I saw some, excuse me, I saw some of his inks and I wasn't, you know, he inked his own stuff and I wasn't impressed with that. Um but his pencils, I just, there's something about his pencil work that's just, it could be just scribbles on the page and it just looks good. Um, so I like his stuff. I'm, I'm also a big Frank Frazetta fan. That's more, that's more uh, within the last like four, four years or so. Um, I got a chance to go to the museum in Pennsylvania. And if anybody's not been there, please go check that out. Um, and you'll get to see some of his like earlier, earlier work when he was a kid see some of his paintings before and after he had stroke. Uh, the guy trained himself on his, on the other side of his, you know, he was right-handed, had a stroke, trained himself on the left side, and you can't tell the difference in the paintings. Um, wow. There is a way to tell, um, but if you guys go to the museum, let them tell you the story about that. But 
Um, but yeah, so Frank Bazzetta, I like that kind of style um, of art, the more realistic kind of style. And, you know, Jim Lee in the 90s wasn't as, to me, realistic as he is now. Like, uh, it seems that he's gotten more realistic. Um, so I like that style. Um, but then again, I, I'm also Joe Madsen, so it's kind of hard to pin down. Um, but yeah, I'd say Jim Lee was a, a, a big, one of the big influences. I love my dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing his growl, 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 hiss, growl. So you do a lot of conventions and and whatnot, you know, to get your name out. I'm assuming and yes. commission work and and things like that. Um, I mean, it seems like you're almost at a con every weekend. Uh, the cons that are upcoming that you want to promote throw out there that maybe people can see you at. Well, I'm I'm be at Twin Tiers. It's in upstate New York um, next weekend. Um, then after that, it's Baltimore, and Baltimore Comic Con is my favorite Comic Con. Uh, it, it even beat out New York. Um, it's just that people, the, the people there, seem more interested in art and actual like art rather than um, just whatever the fad is or, or you know trinkets or cosplay or any other celebrities or stuff like yeah. that. So it, at least the, the people that came to. And the other thing that Baltimore Comic Con does, which I really like is they do a yearbook every year um, and they have a bunch of artists that they reach out to. You kind of got a request to get into it. Uh, I did it last year. I'm doing it again this year. And they have a themed yearbook and they have you do a, a pinup w- based on whatever the theme is. And you can throw your own characters in there as long as they're your own. Um, last year was Archie. So, you know, they went to the makers of Archie and said, you know, can we do this? And sure enough, so you get to, to put a pin up in this yearbook and it's a really nice quality hardbound yearbook um, that they put out and what they do is they, they sell that there um, you know they sell it to the to people that go to the show and then they have like an autograph contest for people where if they go around they get all the artist signatures in the yearbook they win a prize and stuff like that so it drives business to the table which is nice so it, it the show is like really well to me, all laid out and, and done was probably one of the better shows that, that I've done. So I, I definitely a shout out to uh, to that. I did New York, not last year, the year before. I was in small press. Um, and it's just so, I felt like you're a small fish in a big pond. Um, and unless you have something that you already have a following with in small press, you're kind of going to get gobbled up. Um, and the price is, at, you know, it's it's expensive, you know, not to mention travel and, you know, hotel and all that right. fun stuff. Um, so the only way I'd really do art, do New York again is that Artist Alley, the cost is a little less for Artist Alley. Um, because I, I look at that stuff, it shows, you know, what are the celebrities going to, you know, what kind of celebrities are there? How many are there? What kind of cosplay are they going to have? Uh, you know, because that kind of can interfere with things. Not always. Um, it's sometimes they handle it well and they put it off to the put it off the side for contests and stuff and it doesn't like block flows of traffic and or they have it right in the middle of the con within an announcement yeah. of minutes. <laughs> yes, or they don't. <laughs> they're not in front of your booth taking pictures. And yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that's the, that's just you know at this point it's it's part of the con life the uh, the show life. Um, but what I like about shows and the reason why I'll continue to do shows is networking. Um, I get to meet great people at shows. Um, I get to, I, I look for the art fans, 
you know, the people that enjoy arts. So I'm trying to build a steady clientele, which, you know, I, I've got a good clientele right now that keep giving me work, keep giving me commissions. Um, and those are the people that come up to me with sketchbooks and they ask me to do something in their sketchbook and in their sketchbook, they have like 20 other artists in there. Um, I, I like that. I love that. Um, and I will give them a, the best work I can give them within the show limits. Usually those people are there for the entire show, which is great because I can take it back to the hotel room, work on it, give them a really good piece. And my hope is that they'll like it enough. I'll give them a really good deal that they'll come back and they'll say, you know what? I like that artwork so much. I'll, I'll come back. And I, I'm not just doing it to market to that. It's part of it. But I also know that they appreciate the work. Like they're not going to take that book and they're not going to sell it on eBay. They're going around getting those artists because they love the art that's in the book. And I love that. And I use the shows for that, for networking. Um, can you make a living off shows? Like I suppose you could if, if you have the name behind you, you know, if you've done a lot of stuff for Marvel, for DC, for, you know, IDW, I suppose you could, or you have something that's really gitchy that, you know, people like and they're attracted to. And that's great. I don't, um, I don't downplay anybody who does that. It's just not me. Um, so for me, uh, shows are more about the networking, you know, I'm getting to meet guys like you, you know, you guys, I think this is a great thing that you're doing with podcasting. I think that's like the way to go, special, like, especially Especially on a, like an entrepreneurial sense, um, you know, I think it's important because it gets it gets people who really want to listen to things like that they're interested in without having to, you know, to, to like seek things out necessarily very hard. Right. Um, so, you know, I get to meet a lot of good people and that's that's really this the networking that's that's important for me. So original question, I'd say Baltimore, Baltimore is like the show. I like that show. I love that show. It hasn't let me down um i i don't make a killing i'm not walking away with like thousands of dollars <laughs> you know as long as i cover costs i'm happy <laughs> and as long as people walk away with with uh with a good art with they yeah good art um that's that's what uh, that's what drives me so i'm sorry I'm, you're talking to my pimple in my forehead now, <laughs> now have, having been at so many cons i mean we're we're outsiders looking in and you know just based on yeah. the ones we've been to we we sort of see a lot of mm-hmm. uh people going to public figures and the celebrities and stuff have you noticed that yeah. um over time yeah. is are there more people coming it's been decreasing over time um i think from my limited perspective of the last four years um and from the ones that i did like earlier it seemed like art was the more in the 90s art was the big thing right uh finding the artists looking for the artists trying to get the artwork it's still there um but celebrities play a big part of it um it draws people in um you know it's that catch-22 you gotta have the right blend you know you gotta have um you can't have no celebrity there nowadays um you you can't have no cosplay there i think that's kind of limiting um you don't want to knock anybody out of the niche but at the same time you don't want to overdo any one setback but has it has it increased it's really hard for me to say um i i just in talking to other artists i think they get the feel that that is the case um you know that uh, there's a big pull for celebrities. You know, they come in, they draw in the crowds. People are just going to see the celebrities, and then right. they leave. And yeah, you can say the con did really great in numbers, but how many of those? What percentage of that numbers was set for artists? 
You know what I mean? Uh, people coming in and, and buying art. Um, I know that's a big thing with the cosplay. You know, some of the cosplayers and everybody has a right to do what they obviously they want to do, but they'll go in and they don't really. They're not there to spend money or to buy art or anything like that. And people are relying on shows to to make their living. Um, you know, to feed their families. So I understand that struggle. I, I'm in a unique position where God bless my wife. She's, you know, she can carry the, the bulk of things now. So, you know, the cons I don't have to rely on. Um, but certainly if I were saying, yeah, this is my survival mechanism, I would definitely be like uh, upset at, you know, some of the things I see it shows. Um, but yeah, I think it, it may be going that way. Um, I think there's a lot of avenues too, though, that artists don't necessarily an artist utilizing things like facebook and instagram and twitter and i think that's very important nowadays because that's where the attention is i can draw i can be on the road and you know there's drivers with their face in their in their phones you know dangerously but you know i think it's that's where people's attention is so i think a percentage of the time artists should spend doing things like live feeds and uh going live i started doing and I have to get back to it. Um, deadlines. I, 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 but, um, I started doing a time at Tuesday where I'll go on, I'll do a live feed. I invite people to come in. I tell them, okay, throw in your favorite comic book character. Uh, and I'm going to do a randomizer of the names and whoever I pick, I'm going to time drawing for you. Um, so it, the plus side is I get 20 minutes timing myself and trying to do a nice quick sketch for some, which turns into two hours for me because I'm slow as you know what. Um, but then I mail it out to them as long as they're in, you know, in the States, they get a, you know, they get a, a, a piece of art of your favorite character. So I think that's important yeah. to connect to fans using social media and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, going back to your, again, sorry, I, I deviated from your original that's question, but... <laughs> I can talk. I'm Italian. Look at that <laughs> Irish last name. Um, but going back to the original question, yeah, I think it's it's probably diminished a little bit. People looking for for it's there, and the right the shows that do it right know how to pull in the proper blend of cosplay artists and celebrities. You know, and, and it's tricky. It's tricky. So, yeah. Um, you know, I've heard some horrific stories of like people selling Tupperware like on the floor of the show, you know, what that has to do with comics. Yeah. <laughs> scary. Uh, you know, what that has to do with comics, but I understand the owner needs to sell space. So I guess they did what they had to do. Um, but yeah, I think you have to have the right blend. I, I don't have that secret formula. If I did, I'd post the comic con tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I've also noticed a lot of artists are, um, they're doing more of things. I guess you didn't really have any for sale, but you had those awesome, like, wooden pieces with the Teen Ninja Turtles drawn on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's awesome. I'd, I'd buy a I don't know about <laughs> But I know someone, like, uh, talking, of, talking of Novacon, you know, Jason Metcalf had those metal, he had those, like, metal uh pieces like he aluminum was yeah, yeah so, i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot of cool things now especially with the technology we've got 3d printed groots and stuff yeah, like that. crazy sure. what you can do if you you know if if you get creative enough I, but yeah, yeah it depends on really how you want to market yourself i think right. as an artist because if i start spending time on having to create 3d little trinkets and selling them for you know three or four dollars a piece then that's taking away time from what i really want to do which is book work you know what i mean so 
if you want to go that route, I suppose you, you can. Um, and then there are some, you know, some artists that feel, well, you know, that's not really, then you're not, you're getting out of the realm of necessarily comic book, uh, work quote unquote comic book stuff because you're now you're just going to like t-shirts or, and whatever. And, um, I don't really want to go that avenue, you know. I've got a big display now that's like, to me, it's like throw up obnoxious at this point. And I really, I'm actually looking to cut back. I'm like, honey, can we take the wooden crate off the table? <laughs> you know, no, no, I'll leave it there. It looks good. I'm like, but, but do we really need it? Like, you know, seriously, that you at here? Or do I need this? Do I need keychains? Like, really? Uh, you know, it's time spent um, and money spent. Yeah. Especially if the stuff doesn't move. Um, it's really, I just remember kind Comic-Cons being about, you know what, you went to Artist Alley, you had people selling comic books, and you had, I don't even remember, remember comic-cosplay all that much, and you had Artist Alley where you were hunting down your favorite artist, and they would have this small little table with some books and some original work, and you were hoping to meet an editor. Or, uh, I don't get that sense anymore. I get it more, it's like a, a hodgepodge of, of, and if the formula is not right, it, it can turn into a bad, really bad show, especially yeah. for the artists. Um, yeah. And I don't downplay people who do that. You know, they're, they're, you need to make a living. And if you're, you're transforming your art and you can sell it and it's working for you and that's what you want to do. That's, that's, you know, that's, that's how you make your living. But um, I think it could, again, it's like every artist I guess, has to use is what I'm trying to say the way they want to market themselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I there are plenty of ways to do it metal tins little trinkets you know there's tons of tons of ways to to do it nowadays yeah uh, even self-published i will say for anyone who's ever going to a con or goes to cons regularly i've been i've been surprised i mean going to you know you can go to the big the big names as well but TV, i mean going to you find independent artists I, you know i was extremely surprised like just the impressive amount of talent from you know names that unfortunately i hadn't heard of before um, I think it's it's good if you give it a shot. It's just sort of getting over that hill and you know dipping your toe into the pool you you're not necessarily comfortable with, right? I know yeah, when we were agreed. when we were at Planet Comic Con, which was um, pretty, you know, it's fairly big. I don't know how big it is relative to other ones, but it's sort of like sort to see people just like, oh, Jim Steranko, and they'd walk by like aisles of people and just because you know, <laughs> they had to go to that big name. But uh, meanwhile, there was good stuff over there. Yeah. I, again, I can't, you know, you don't fault him because, hey, you've done yeah. your work and, yeah, you know, no somebody likes your work. They're running to see you. You know, that's that's to me, your kind of your goal uh, in a sense. Um, I guess for me, I'd like to be able to and, you know, something that once I narrow down these cards a little bit in volume, um, I'm not doing all the insane work. Um, I'm going to start doing my own independent book. I think that if I can. And what my point is, is to throw it up on Webtoons. Right. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Webtoons at all. Um, but you can host it there for free. Yeah. Um, if you get enough of a following, they'll actually feature you as an artist and you paid by Webtoons. Um, but it gives you a good sense of uh, building, trying to build a good uh, following. Um, and if I can build a good enough following with a book uh, on Webtoons, and I'll ask those people to kind of, hey, I'm going to throw a Kickstarter. Maybe I can kickstart the book book and get it made and get it produced so that i'm not producing a book that's just going to sit on a table he knows about or nobody really cares about um so that's kind of like my plan for this next year is to kind of focus on that because i like doing sequential art i oh, unfortunately like the survival mode for me has kicked in you know oh i gotta survive i gotta make money right now yeah you know show the 
that yes, we can still survive uh, with me not working at I hate. Um, I could do something I love, and you know, I'm gonna prove that point. Um, but we're there. We're almost there. Um, but I need to get out of that mode and into more of okay. What can I do now to kind of put my name behind something so that when I do set a show, they go, "Oh, Jim, you you did this book. I know it from this, and you know, great." And hopefully, right. you know, continue that. But um, do I give up forever working like do a book for Marvel or DC? Hell no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who would not want to do a book for Marvel and yeah. DC? Um, and it's great because from time to time when I do live feeds, I get guys like Ken Lashley that jump on or Ethan Vince Skyver who does Green Lantern. They jump on my, my site and they'll like, oh, give the thumbs up. I'm like happy as a dog <laughs> and you know what? Because these guys actually think that my chicken scratch is worth something to look at um, because time is our biggest commodity. Right. Um, so, you know, it, would I turn down a, a book if they said, you know, they could Marvel – could me their crappiest book tomorrow and i'd be like okay great i want to turn this into the, your best selling book um just because i'd like to have that behind my name so to speak to say hey yes i did that so now i'm not giving out the hope for that but i'm not pushing towards that which is what i did in these where i was like oh i gotta work for imagery i gotta work for marvel right. i gotta work for dc to me um it is looking at self-publishing look seems so damn easy to self-publish a book to get a book created and to get a book in your hands physically is very, very possible. Um, you know, there are avenues like create space where you can go through Amazon, Amazon will handle all the shipping and all that fun stuff. And you just set your price point a little bit beyond what it costs Amazon to create the book. Um, so, I mean, I think I'll go that route as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of like, where I'm headed or where I want to go is like pushing towards creating that book so that somebody can actually recognize, Oh, you do, you know, hamster monsters from outer space. I love the book. Someone out there right now is like, wait a minute. How'd you know about my idea? <laughs> yeah, really my teenage mutant hamsters. Anyway, but yeah, it, it's, it's fun. It's challenging. Um, but the one thing that I'm happy about is that um, when I'm 90, if I make it there, my kids might kill me first. Uh, <laughs> I won't look back and go on my life and go, you know what? I, I regret never having tried. Um, you know, I, I never like you guys all seem like young to me. So like you guys can screw up for the next 10 years and you still have, you, know, you guys can just like mesh around for a nice. With well, the, Alex and Mike, maybe I can. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're still yeah, I can. I'm, I'm older than them. Yep. Yep. There <laughs> is. Um, yeah, no, I, I've no. got, a, I've got a wife and three kids myself. So yeah, these other two, they can mess around. Yeah. They can mess around. These young guys can, these young pups can mess around. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, to me, I won't look back when I'm 90 or 70, if I make it to 70, um, at the rate I'm going, um, you know, I won't look back and regret that. That's like, like, I don't know. There was a point in time where that just hit me really hard. I was like, Oh man. Um, you know, I never really took the time to, to do it. We're in a position where I can do I do. And I love my wife. I I'm blessed that she's so very supportive um, of me, you know, taking on this and she has uber patience, um, with me doing this. So she's at every show with me. Uh, she just had shoulder surgery. She's at every show. She's had 
shoulder surgery and she still comes to the show. I'm like, you know, you can't do anything, right? And she's like, yeah, I know. I'm just going to sit here, you know, read my book. I'm like, okay. She's like, well, I don't want to just leave you. I'm like, okay. You know, and and that's, I think, um, um, I'm just knock on wood again. Fortunate uh, to have her do that. But um, but my focus for next year will be like kind of creating that book. A little less time on, on cards, a hell of a lot more time on creating a a book because I love sequential work. Awesome. Yeah, now, so before we uh, finish this off, where can people um, find you next and, you know, where can they follow you? I know you have Instagram, Facebook. and Right now, it's Instagram and Facebook. That's primarily, I do have an art account that I started when I first started and I, I go on there and update once in, I don't know, whenever. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of that work. If you want to see my older stuff, which is good because, you know what, I think I should. To me, I don't want to hide any of that, you know. I don't want to say, oh, I hate this. I'm right. going to hide it. No, I hate it. I'm going to tell you I hate it. And if you want to know why, spend an hour with me. Show I'll let you know on details. Um, but, yeah, Facebook, Instagram. I do have a Twitter. I don't use a Twitter too much because um, uh, just because I'm not comfortable with that platform. Um, I haven't done any – I don't know if Twitter does live. I think they do live now. Yeah, They've probably done it for the last six years, and I don't know about it. Again, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Instagram, Facebook under my name. Uh, if you search me there, that's the best way shows. I will be at, like I said, twin tears. Um, don't even know the heck of the location. It's upstate New York. Uh, sorry. Uh, it was kind of like a last minute. Hey, you want to do the show thing? Um, and then I'll be at Baltimore comic con, uh, at the end of this month, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th. So, um, awesome. if you want to come buy and see some really crappy art just before stop by yeah. <laughs> some garbage. yeah the booth the booth beside morales will have that um yeah no your art's awesome no nah, no <laughs> there's that, that I, I still love that hellboy print it's so good oh, oh yeah <laughs> i forgot about that one it's great Thank didn't you, you end up getting that one yeah i've got yeah. it I just need a, I just need a frame you. and it's great Thank you. I love Thank it. you. So, um, I'm um, glad you guys like the work. That's important. Yeah, no doubt. If I if I knew anything about tops or this upper deck stuff, I'm pretty sure I'd be into it too. But it seems yeah, like that's something my wife. Don't get man. sucked into it. It's <laughs> going to rob you of all he your money. He comes out of nowhere. <laughs> 45 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, it was kind of funny you said that because as soon as it, the la- Journey to the Last Jedi released on Force Friday, of course, you know, okay, I'm going to go buy some packs, all right? And I just want to, I was going to hang out with some friends and throw each, like, monthly thing that we do. You know, we play a little cards, like I have time. And, you know, I threw each of them a pack, and that was a great thing. Well, they had gone out and bought packs. So to, to open up in, in hopes of finding one of my cards. And the odds are astronomically low that you're going to a sketch card, let alone my sketch card. You know what I mean? Because there are so many artists that do it. Right. So, and so, you know, odds are, are against you there. And, um, so my wife goes out and she buys another pack, another like big pack of 20 packs inside this box. She starts opening. It became addictive for her. I'm like, you need to stop buying these. <laughs> so I, I literally have now two card books filled with this wow. thing. I'm like, what, what do we need this for? I don't need it. To stop giving tops our money <laughs> i gave them my art already yeah. but it's funny it is kind of addictive uh so don't start the maybe problem, it's for the know. better 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just look for one off of eBay and you'll be set. It's there cheaper. you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There That's you go. True. If somebody's charging two hundred, though, talk to me first. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have artist groups. If you really want something, talk to me. Or will probably shoot me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's fun though. The, like I said, the biggest thing for me is I grew up with Star Wars, so you know that was like a memory of you know my mom taking me to see that when it opened, and. Um, you know, being able to to actually work on those characters and even in small scale and, you know, in the significance of the comic world, you know, sketch card artists are like, you know, all right, yeah, great, you're doing cards, but you're not doing a book or, you know, you're not going to be like the Jim Lee of cards. But let me tell you, artwork, my God, I have seen some stuff uh, that these guys do on this little space that is amazing, like amazing work. Like things look like actual portraits. They're they're airbrushing these cards. They're doing like some amazing artwork on these sketch cards, and that's that's great, you know, because they have a passion for for doing that, and they have a fan base, and that's what the fans back. But sketch cards, when I was <laughs> first starting out, sketch cards were like sketches. You know, you did like a pencil sketch or a pencil and ink sketch, and it wasn't like this masterpiece of work that guys are putting out. So. <laughs> I'm part of a closed group uh, of tops artists and we, we share this, our work and our progress and everything like that. And, you know, tops is pretty cool with that. Um, but I'm like, why am I even here? These guys like blow me out of the water. <laughs> like, like what was tops thinking of giving me this set? <laughs> like what the hell were they thinking? Um, but yeah, the, the work that comes out and, you know, it's not like you get a range, you get some that's okay, that's pretty good. And then you get this like fantastic work. So my goal is I want to just fall between crap and fantastic work. As long as I hit that middle mark, I can keep doing sketch cards. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun um, getting to work on The Walking Dead. That, that was a little daunting. Uh, I don't yeah. know why I picked up this the next set. But um, because everything everybody has a beard or a mustache, man. How many times can you draw a beard or a mustache? It's horrible. <laughs> and you can't go gory. You know, you, you right. got to keep it kind of like, you know, to because young kids buy the cards. So, yeah. you know, and they have restrictions. And, you know, they're all they're all um, approved by the actors, uh, even the zombies. So you can't just draw like I can't make up a zombie and put it on the card. I have to draw an approved zombie, oh, uh, wow. an actor that played a zombie on the show and they have to actually approve the, the cards. So, um, yeah, that, that kind of got, talked about. It's, it's, it's a nice gig to have, I guess, on the resume, you know, yeah. it's nice to say, Hey, I worked on a, a Lewis films project. I worked on a AMC project. You know, I worked on a Marvel project. Yeah. It's on six cards, but Hey, it's, it's there. Somebody looked at it. Somebody liked it from the company and said, Hey, go ahead and do it. Um, but a little like news, my son, Actually, my son is also, uh, I don't want to say he, he's heavily into his art, but the kid can draw. Uh, he picked up the drawing gene, and he actually got onto the uh, Star Wars Last Jedi set. So, no, no, nice. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That's so, awesome. You know, now we're like, <laughs> what kind of reference can we find for the Last Jedi? There's nothing out there. <laughs> Nothing's been released. What are we drawing from? Yeah. So we're like sharing references. Yeah. Kudos That's awesome. to, to him. He, he, you guys, you, you guys want to see his work. It's a lot better than my chicken scratch. I'm freaking kids. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, that's awesome to hear. Um, so, folks, check him out. Jim O'Reilly spelled uh, well, in the title of the podcast. So, um, you can just copy paste it. Uh, thanks, Jim, so much for coming on the show. It's been hey, awesome no talking problem. to you. Yes. Hey, let me you ask you: yes. how, how did they, a little bit of history? How did you guys form the podcast? Like, give me, give me, give me the history. What, who met who, and how did it start? You know, did somebody well, fall on the bed and go, "Oh, I want to do a podcast today"? <laughs> well, uh, there was there was out. Yeah, we did it through LineApp. Uh, one day, um, I was—I don't—I don't know what it was. I'm a broadcasting and uh, communications, uh, ma- or I was at the time. I have my degree now, but I was—I got drunk one night and I was on the line room talking to everybody, and uh, um, I mentioned that you know I was like, hey, you know, I want to try this idea. I want to record something. Why don't we drink and then talk comics? And then Red Skull responded to it, or Michael, and. Um, he approached me about it, and me and him came up with this idea. Then we approached uh, Mike or Nova here about maybe being interested in it, and then we threw it out there uh, to all our different little chat rooms that we were in, and uh, we had a fourth guy, Matt, at the time. It was another guy, and okay. um, things happened. We ended up bringing Matt in, and um, here we. I mean, it all started over uh, me really wanting to have a drink and talk comics, and it turned into this. So, hey, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. Um, I think that's um, you're you're hitting the the uh, how can I put this? You're hitting the the right market at the right time. Oh yeah. Um, I think you know podcasting is like um, I don't know if you, you guys know who Gary Vaynerchuk is. You ever heard of that guy? Right, big social media, so. big big social media guru. Uh, you know, does a lot of he he basically just he has his own company. He turned his father's really quick history. He turned his father's wine business from three million a year to like fourteen million a year, uh, just through um, you know back in the time when email marketing was the big thing uh, through email marketing, blah blah blah. Now he's doing his own social media company, um, but. He made a really great point once. He's like, you know, your 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 telephone is your television, your television is your radio, and it's 1965. And things like Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, those things are ABC, NBC, and CBS, and you need to have a press on them if you want to do any type of uh, thing because that's where people's attention is. You know, people are looking down at their phones, they're looking down at their their tablets. Um, and if you want to capture their their attention and, you know, if you want to talk comics, if you want to do whatever, you need to have a strong presence in those areas. You have to have your own show. So I think you guys are striking while the iron is hot. And I hope you guys like are very successful with it. Thank you. Thank and you. No, I really so appreciate much. the kind word. No problem, man. No problem. And don't edit that part out. Right? I better do it. <laughs> I'll keep it in just for you. Yeah.